thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is That Paleo Show with your hosts, Stephanie Wozalik, Dr. Yana James, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Stephanie Wozlick. I'm Dr. Yana James. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. Now, I know you guys all love my accent, but today I'm going to let our guests do all of the talking because honestly, I can never get enough of a good French accent. Of course, I'm talking about the one and the only Erwin Lacour. We've spoken about Erlen so many times in the show already, specifically referencing his incredible program called MoveNet, which Yana is just obsessed with, um, because it's all about moving in a full range of movements the way our bodies are designed to move. Erwin's been all over the world searching for the fitness answer, but in the end it all came back to what it really takes to move around and survive in a forest. I'll let, I'll let Erwin tell you the rest, so without delay, bienvenue Erwin. Hey everyone, uh, thank you. I'm always pleased to, to be on this show. Uh, awesome. I've heard that you're basically Tarzan reincarnated, so um, obviously that approach to fitness is not <laughs> the norm these days, but could you tell us a little bit about how you started on such a unique journey? We all start very young, you know, we all um, start moving naturally uh, when we're kids. Uh, the, 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 the problem is that most of us stop doing that and we should never stop. Um, and then um, and then later on I I studied um, and, and studied movement more and uh, in a more uh, systematic manner uh, and um, what I realized is that there's a plethora of training systems of fitness programs out there. So, so many that people get confused on what is the best way to exercise when they decide to exercise. Um, but, um, there is, and there was no system and no program for the f- natural, authentic, fundamental movement skills that are universal to all human beings. And uh, I decided that it was time to give natural movement uh, a name, um, a place in society, some recognition, and of course, a method, a system, a program that could be learned and taught and spread. Yeah, fabulous. Oh, and I am... Actually, my husband came across you. We were trying to find a way of moving. Um, Brett and I are both chiropractors, so we're very interested in body movement and um, ensuring that you're you're doing movement safely and and effectively for brain development. And so when I started looking at ways of moving, because my entire life I've I've pretty much hated exercise, which is a really sad thing to say as a chiropractor, but um, it turns out I had some issues and there was a reason I was incredibly uncoordinated as a kid and once I started seeing a chiropractor and getting adjusted and having better um, joint position sense, I decided I'd better get moving and we came across the YouTube video, the workout the world forgot of yours, which just spoke to me so strongly, um, absolutely loved it. And then Dr. Brett had a practice member come in who'd just done the MoveNet training and, and I attended some of his classes and for the first time, I hope I don't cry, but for the first time in my life, I actually had faith and could trust my body was able to do 
movement and it's all thanks to you and I'm sure you get this from people all over the globe all the time um, and I'm just so so grateful for what you've done for me personally but also for, for the people of the world because it is so important that we get back to our normal movement patterns um, however what I find is I find it really tricky to explain to people what I'm doing and how I do it. Um, so what's your 30-second elevator pitch? Uh, not that I imagine you'd find yourself in an elevator very often, um, but when you've got a short amount of time and you're trying to explain really quickly and succinctly what it is that you do, um, how would you explain that for people? Okay. Um, what's the best fitness system for Tiger or any other wild animal for that matter, right? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that you're going to plunk them in a modern global gym and have them lift weight for strength and uh, jump on the elliptical for cardio and then maybe do some other type of functional fitness drills on the side or mobility drills, right? It wouldn't make any sense. So why on earth would it make sense to humans? Um, we have the same abilities to move naturally. We have... Specific, uh, specific to our species as human, um, um, uh, movement skills that are specific to our species, and we need to to just uh, perform and train them and practice them. So this is what movement is. What are our natural movements? Walking, jumping, climbing, balancing, running, uh, you know, uh, crawling and 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 lifting and etc. etc. Right. So we practice these skills. We practice them with efficiency, and then the 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 outcomes which are more strength, more coordination, more balance, more proprioception, more strength and power and stamina, etc. All these aspects of physiological adaptations are going to stem from the practice of natural human movements. Nice. Yeah. That was maybe a minute and not thirty seconds. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty good. And, that was pretty. And, good. I like that. And, and also, I, I really want to. I really want to uh, say that I did feel your emotion <laughs> uh, about you know because there's something about movement and especially the movements that are most natural to us. When you've been deprived from these movements for a long time, which is what happens to most of modern humans. There is something missing in not only just in what we do or able to do, but in what we are as human, as living beings. And, and when we restore this natural movement behavior in our day to day life, it can be so powerfully life changing. It can it can be so liberating and empowering at the same time. And I believe that this is what you've experienced. Absolutely. And I could feel your emotion and it totally makes my day and, and my week and my month and my <laughs> year because this is what I do. This is what this is why I'm doing what I, I, I do. It's it's not just let's address the body, let's make like make bodies fitter. It's about let's liberate and re empower human nature. And when, when I hear so... that kind of feedback, uh, the emotion goes, you know, right in my spirit, in my heart. I think, um, I think, Owen, you know, the way you need to look at that is just to look at kids playing. You know, you watch kids in a playground and just see how easy and how effortless and how fun it is for them to be doing these sort of functional movements. 
And I, and I think that's what it's really about for adults too, isn't it? It's about just getting back into play. Like I've, I've found one of the things I've been doing recently, and I think this is since reading some more of your stuff, is just getting in the playground with my son. And we'll just play a game where literally he'll just go through the playground and I'll just follow him. And we're crawling under things and over things. And, you know, it's it's just literally playing like a child. And I think that's why it can really relate to so many people is it's, it's play um, and movement rather than exercise. Okay. So, Brett, yes, I agree with you, and no, I don't agree with you. Let me tell you why. Cool. Uh, yes, yes, because um, when we're kids, it's uh, movement is very intuitive and, and instinctive, and it is in many aspects playful. We we and because we enjoy to move, but we would be mistaken thinking that child's movement play is easy or always easy actually can be very tough and if you were to put to have adults move as much and uh, and as uh, in so many ways uh, that than than children then uh, they would be in big, big trouble so that kind of play can be pretty tough and um you know, when you think play, then you think, okay, there's nothing to learn. It's all instinctive. As a matter of fact, if you want to develop a high-level physical competency, you do need to learn a, a good amount of techniques, and you do need to push your limits. And that's not always playful and fun. Uh, it can be uh, really challenging and really tough. So, uh, yes, there is elements of, I would say, uh, playfulness, of a uh, 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 playful mindset but not just play uh, and if you want to be um, really ready for a variety of uh, situations and environments that you need to adapt to um, you can't just play you can you can't just like be playing exploratively you have to be highly competent physically and that does necessitate or demands uh, a lot of technical work and then serious strength and conditioning um, together uh, to acquire uh, such a high level of physical competence. Yeah. So Yana keeps coming into the practice and saying that she's really, really sore after a move net session and something was really cool or she made this new achievement. But I've never really been able to picture, because to be perfectly honest, I've never been to a move net session. But um, can you maybe walk us through what a session looks like? I think they're about, what, an hour, an hour long, I guess, maybe. I guess it could be any length. But Um, maybe you want to tell us what that looks like for the average person who might, who isn't, you know, doing this all day, every day. The average person who just goes kind of to a weekly session or something like that. Well, a typical session uh, indeed could be uh, an hour um, and then could consist in um, a a general warm-up movement preparation where you're going to perform not joint-by-joint type of stretching or or warm-up where you're going to practice gentle movement so that you get to... you know, get your body ready for, for mobility and stability and, and movement patterns and reawaken the, 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 the brain, uh, the, the neuromuscular system, you know, uh, uh, preparing it for, for movement because it's not just about burning calories and, and getting some more cow. It's about, uh, mindful movement that is also efficient. And therefore you need to fully engage your mind so that you can uh, not only learn techniques, but also improve, constantly improve your movement, be more relaxed, uh, be more alert, uh, be more efficient. Uh, 
And then you got to certainly do some uh, technical work where you got to learn again, learn or train and practice your techniques, specific techniques that can be a broad jump, that can be a specific balancing techniques or specific lifting or carrying technique or climbing technique. So it all depends on, on um, who you are, what are your strengths, what are your 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 needs uh, or are you in the context of a, a group training group session um, so a movement practice session could, can be so many things it can be indoors it can be outdoors it can be you can be movementing a whole day or two hours three hours or it can be movementing for 10 minutes if that's what you have so if you train with a certified trainer uh, it might be a classic one hour session you're gonna do a training uh, like a, a warm-up and then you're gonna do uh usually you can do uh training technique uh Technique work, and then you're gonna do a combo. So combo, imagine like a little circuit um, that's gonna last a, a few minutes, from five to why not fifteen minutes. We're usually going to have uh, a sequence of movements. For instance, a balancing movement, uh, and then a jumping movement, and then a climbing movement, and then maybe a lifting and throwing movement. And you're gonna repeat this sequence a few times so that you're going to be able to um, uh, rehearse specific movement patterns, selected movement patterns, and improve your movements while also acquiring uh, more strength and more coordination, more balance, more mobility, more etc. etc. Yeah, awesome. That's certainly what I've experienced. And, and the beauty of it is that it it's... There's, regardless of where you are on your movement path, there's things that you can do as a beginner and things that you can do as an advanced movenatter. And um, I particularly love the balance stuff. That's really fun for me. Um, but the flexibility, I mean, there's there's 10 tenets of movenat, isn't there, Erwin? Uh, there's um, 10 principles yeah. that, because... In natural movement, when I started in 2009, uh, or when I actually started like publicly and uh, officially, nobody in the field of fitness talked about natural movement. Or there was no, it was not a popular ter- term, it was not a defined concept, and I, I defined it and, and popularized uh, and originated uh, the concept. And yeah, I attached 10 principles, and I might not be able to uh, uh, explain them all today, but if we were to retain the two most important principles for natural movement, it is that it's practical and it's adaptable. So practical means that the movements you do are not for show, they're not for, uh, I don't know, uh, okay, you do that for your butt and then you do that for your legs and then you do that for your shoulders and you try to isolate, you know, the body in parts as if the body was supposed to work in parts, which we know it's it's not supposed to work like that. So um, practical means, for instance, can you, well, okay, I'm going to tell you a little story. Today, this afternoon, uh, I wanted to uh, read outside uh, in my backyard, and I locked myself out. <laughs> 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 and um, 
I was okay. Uh, well, there's no, there are fences. It's, there's no way I can actually, uh, uh, walk around. So I basically had to climb to the first, uh, first floor, uh, and climb on the balcony. And because of uh, the, the, the way the house is and, and everything, it, it, you really had to be a good climber if you wanted to be able to climb on top. So as there's no ladder or no tree or, uh, it, so I did it. You know, that's the kind of practical situation where you find yourself in if I had, if I didn't have this ability to climb, then I would really be stuck outside until my wife comes back home. <laughs> uh, so movements are practical. You, you're able to climb this tree, to climb this wall, to jump over that fence, to sprint that distance in that short amount of time, to lift and carry somebody. And in all these movements are practical by nature. And then secondly, they're adaptable. It means that um, say you have to climb something, what is the environment that you climb? Well, it can be a horizontal bar, a vertical pole, a tree, a rock, a ladder, a, a, a rope, a wall. It can be so many different environments. And obviously, if you want to be a good climber, you don't just do pull-ups. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You basically have to train a variety of techniques within the skill of climbing and you're going to have to adapt these skills to a variety of environmental demands that vary. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the nature of natural movement. Ultimately, you find yourself, you could imagine yourself in a situation, why not, of survival in a wild environment. And, uh, you know, if you just do pull-ups, you might not be best prepared to climb the trees. If you just run on the treadmill, you might not be best prepared to run up and down the hills on uneven terrains, etc., etc., etc. So general conditioning won't work. Uh, it will work better than bodybuilding, but it won't work as well as uh, a system and program like MoveNet that trains you to adapt to a variety of environments and situations. And so, Erwin, one of the things I really like about MoveNet is there seems to be a lot less, I guess, uh, ego involved in it. You know, a lot of the other systems will be talking a lot about getting stronger and getting faster and doing better times and those sort of things, whereas MoveNet, it seems to me, it's really all about efficiency. Um, can, can you tell us sort of why you like to focus on efficiency and, and why that's so important? Well, I, um, <laughs> regarding ego, I mean... Um, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, ego is bad and, uh, it's not, I say ego is great. Ego is fantastic. Fortunately, we all have an ego because else we would be nobody. We'd be what? Plants? I don't know what we would be, but ego makes you human. Uh, it's not a bad, ego is not bad. It's what you do with it, what you expect and how you, uh, uh, what you achieve and what you experience through that ego. Is it, is it good? Is it generous? Is it noble? Or is it disgusting and, and, and selfish? You know, it's, it can be so many things. So yeah, for sure. If you think in terms of, uh, thinking of what your body can do in the real world, how he can perform as opposed to what it just looks like on the beach or in a mirror, then yeah, there is less e- ego involved that way. It's, it's much less superficial that way for sure. And I think less, uh, less in terms of like timing and winning and, you know, doing the best time or lifting the heaviest weights or those sort mm. of things. Yeah. And not that actually, not that, uh, 
uh, timing uh, and, and being able to move fast and perform well in a minimum of time or, uh, or uh, not that these aspects of physical competence don't matter. Of course they do. It's not just about, okay, you have a good technical movement and that's it. Well, then you have also the, the level of performance. So uh, if I have a good technique, uh, but I can only jump uh, two feet forward, then, uh, you know, at some point you definitely need to also develop power and uh, or endurance if you want to run 20 miles straight without stopping. You know, that all this is part of MoveNet. So, um, but what is essential to understand indeed is that efficiency is number one. Uh, if you ask a bodybuilder to lift uh, a bar, from the ground to overhead, they might, you know, in, in an efficient manner, they might not be able to do it because they don't have any technique. So their strength, they cannot put it to use in the most efficient way because they lack, they lack technique. Uh, when you learn, for instance, um, in a specialized sports like Olympic lifting, the first thing you learn is technique. You don't say, okay, well, we're going to give you strength. Uh, through uh, a very, you know, uh, uh, scientific uh, strength program. And then when you have a lot of strength, then you can lift heavy. Well, no, it doesn't work like this. You learn efficient technique. Okay. Mm. So what is easy to understand when it comes to Olympic weightlifting, um, you know, you, you, you take the same reasoning to any movement skills that you can that you know, uh, like uh, running and then jumping and then climbing and then. So, for instance, I, I can see uh, people who can do plenty of pull-ups in a row, and then you ask them to actually climb on top of the bar in different ways and efficiently, and then they don't know because they've they've never tried to actually climb on top of the bar. Mm-hmm. So what's missing here is the softwares, the movement patterns. They don't have the movement patterns, and maybe they don't even have the specific conditioning that's required. But at the same time, if you know technique but you don't have strength and conditioning, then uh, you might not be able to be effective and efficient as well. So the idea with MoveNet is to address both aspects of physical competence, the technique the strength, the the the, the physical uh, and physiological adaptations, but symbiotically instead of separating the two all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Erwin, we talk like I know that a lot of adults have to unlearn the patterns that they have now and relearn these these more efficient um, natural patterns. But what about kids? Because we've talked that maybe kids already have these innately, and somehow we're training them training it out of them so how do we how do we get kids to maintain these natural movement patterns how do we like so that we don't have to retrain them later how do we get them to keep them all throughout life well um we're we are uh we're modern society in the field of, of, of fitness and sports science it's so arrogant that we we believe that we can teach kids uh Fitness, uh, for instance, you, you look at kids playing in, a, in the woods or on the playground and they're moving in so many ways with so much um, uh, coordination, balance, mobility, stability, etc. And then we're like, well, no, that's not real fitness. 
what about we put them on machines and have them do uh, bench press and lunges and uh, and some of these movements are completely stupid uh, and some of them are okay but what I mean is that what about we would simply support what they're naturally doing and never and then they should never stop doing it and they you know mobility would never be lost uh, people, uh, adults would be able to squat, uh, to be in a deep squat effortlessly like kids are, uh, and they wouldn't have to relearn anything. Now, it is also a misconception to believe that kids, just be- because they're young and they, they are so intuitive, uh, have nothing to learn. Obviously, they, they can learn techniques. They can learn techniques that maybe they would at some point in their exploration and, and natural development that they would find, that they would uh, naturally develop, but maybe not. So um, uh, we can uh, help uh, children to improve um, their skills. There's a difference between what is innate and what is second nature. So movement, natural movement is innate. It's a primary nature. But efficiency in natural movement is acquired. And it's acquired through practice. And this is why kids practice. They practice all the time because they they have a memory. They have a program that they have an intuition. And it's a natural intuition that stems from our evolution and biology uh, that they need to do that. So the natural drive so that they can become uh, optimally athletic and naturally athletic just like a, a young tiger do, uh, does just like any young animal does they just follow the nature and their natural behaviors and natural movement is a huge part a huge part of this natural behavior so let's give children the the opportunity to do what they do naturally let's support what they do naturally and if we can teach them uh, some some techniques, they're going to take them in. They're going to assimilate them so rapidly. It's just a beautiful thing to see. I love it. I think my um, my feeling for a lot of kids is some of the things that are there undoing is going to school and having to sit for five to six to eight to ten hours a day, whether they're at school sitting or whether they're at home doing their homework, and that's so counterproductive for brain function and for joint function. So... Um, that's something that that uh, that parents can think about. You know, if you've got your kids at home and you have the opportunity, get them standing up and moving around. Even if they're doing their homework, stand them up and, for goodness sake, get those silly it, it, iPhones and iPads off them because it's <laughs> ruining their posture. <laughs> I totally I totally agree, but it's even easier when uh, actually um, parents lead the way. Yes, because absolutely. because lang- because movement is a language that every kid understands. Yeah, uh, and if you if you speak that language, they they they, they relate to it. They're gonna they're gonna love you because you can move the way they move and uh, the way they love to move. But if you don't show that example, you can tell them, "Hey, you need to move, kiddo." Well, you know what? Uh, you're gonna indeed they're gonna be in that environment where uh, they're indoors and they're there are electronics available all around them, and they might just uh, sit all day yeah so you uh, as parents and you are their environment and your behavior is your children's environment and if movement and especially of course natural movement is a big part 
or at least a part of your behavior, then it becomes part of the environment and then it supports again what they naturally do. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely see that with my kids though. And like, you know, you get out there and do some exercise with them and then the next day they're like nagging you, wanting to do it again or even better, wanting to climb onto your back whilst you're doing it. <laughs> so they just love to get involved and love to do it. Um, but I've got a question here from one of our fans, Erwin. So, so Zach, who is actually very much into his MoveNet and does some MoveNet training here in Adelaide, wants to know about the body-brain connection and also the seven lifestyle principles. Okay. Um the the body brain um it's a connection i mean there they have sorry for my uh my my french or my english sometimes i stumble a little but um there's never been any disconnection yeah i mean brain brain and body uh, the brain is part of the body so uh i mean um What's for sure, what we know through, uh, through, uh, uh, science is that the primary reason for having a brain as a living being is for movement, is for exactly for, or precisely for complex and adaptable movement, which is exactly what movement, natural movement are about. So, uh, not surprisingly, the, the more natural your movements and the more frequently and, and uh, you move and in more varied and adaptable ways, the better for brain function. And obviously, if your brain, if brain function improves, then uh, it carries over to any area of life. Yeah. Right? Not just movement. Not just fitness, uh, to your work, to your time, to your creativity, to your well-being, etc. So, uh, more complex, more adaptable movement uh, means um, a, a better performance of, of the brain. So it's essential to vitality, longevity, health, and then this is this is scientifically proven. Um, and um, it's it's important that people understand that complex movement, adaptable movement, it's not just good for the body. It's good for the mind. It's good for the spirit. It's good for, for life. Yeah. All right. And one more from one of our fans. We've only got a couple of minutes left, but they wanted to know three books or podcasts you'd recommend for someone starting on this sort of, you know, paleo slash natural movement journey. Um, Sorry, I would start. I would actually, I would certainly, I would certainly start with um, um, the Paleo Manifesto by uh, my good friend John Durant, and th- this is the reason why um, perception defines so much of our experience. Because when we see ourselves of the world a certain way, then we're going to behave a certain way. Um, so. You could say, okay, just eat this and move like that. But if it doesn't change your perception, then you get back to your old habits. Uh, the Palo Manifesto uh, is going to give you a perception of why it is, not necessarily how, but most importantly, why is it that you want to embrace an evolutionary approach to life, lifestyle and behaviors. And when you understand that, then finding how you do it is simpler. Mm, absolutely. Um, so that this is why, you know, uh, people 
see more of that sometimes as a philosophy. In, in a way, it is because it's really a lot about changing people's perception because what is mainstream perception? It's, it's the perception that our modern lifestyles are normal. But this normalcy doesn't mean anything. It just means that a lot of people are doing the same without questioning it. Right, so you sit all day, you don't move, uh, you eat industrial foods, you like sleep, and and all this is normal. Well, no, it's not. It's completely abnormal. It's completely unhealthy. So, you change people's perception. It makes sense to them, and then we're like, okay, now how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's let's talk about the practical ways to behave according to that new perception. Yeah, oh, I love so that. This book uh, does a, uh, a good job about it. Yeah, great. I think the why is so important. It, it, that's a great suggestion for our listeners. I would say the why precedes the, the, the how. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Erwin, unfortunately, we don't have time to listen to your second and third recommendations. (laughs) Um, We're out of time for today, but I really wanted to give you a chance to quickly tell people about your upcoming book. Okay, it's going to be called The Practice of Natural Movement. Um, And obviously, it's going to be about the philosophy, the, 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 the approach and, and, and for sure, uh, uh, the technique and training and principles for practicing natural movement. Um, and, um, I think it's going to be a great book. <laughs> um, I, I know that there's a lot of, uh, content in it, um, that I'm going to address that, uh, has not been addressed or not uh, holistically so far, or then it has been, but in a, in, in the, in the past, like a hundred years ago by some of my predecessors in the field of physical education. So, um, um, I'm very excited about this book. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. It's going to be published, uh, September 2014 by uh, Victory Belt, who's also the publisher of The Paleo Solution by my good friend Rob Wolf or, uh, Become a Supple Leaper, uh, by, uh, Starrett, which are also great books that I recommend. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I want people to be able to acquire, uh, like a manual with a lot of practical uh, knowledge, practical tips on how to train movement, how to train natural movement anytime, anywhere. But also, I hope and believe a lot of insights that are going to be inspirational because, in my opinion, we don't lack um, exercise science. So it's not that we lack data or that we lack choice or or uh, in terms of fitness programs. There are so many out there. But what most people lack is inspiration. Yeah. A reason to be excited about exercise. And when you replace movement, Oh, actually, when you replace exercise by movement, mm. it becomes, I like to say, to put it this way, it's more something that you are more than something that you just do. It's not an of a chore and of a task to your long list of, of, of daily tasks. It becomes an expression of who you are. When you start enjoying movement the way kids do, then you're insta- unstoppable. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thanks. Erwin, will that be in English and French? 
What? Sorry, say your, that again? Your, your book? Will it be in English and French? <laughs> well, obviously, it's going to be uh, primarily uh, in English, and who knows, it, it will be translated to uh, my original language later on. Oh, so uh, you're not writing it in French. It'll be translated to French. Wow, impressive. Mm. Yes, I am writing it in uh, in English directly. Perfect. Well, I, I only ask because I'm looking for a good French book to read because I'm I speak French as well. So. <laughs> Anyways, look, we're out of time. I just want to point people to your website, which is www.movenat.com, which is m o v n a t dot com. So. Look, thank you so much, Erwin. That was an awesome thing for us to do today. We're so excited that you came on the show. And have a wonderful uh, wonderful rest of your day. Uh, no, no, thanks to you because uh, you guys uh, give me an opportunity to talk about something that I'm absolutely passionate about and to share it with, with people. So thanks to you. And uh, I was really happy to, uh, to be uh, part of the show today. Awesome. Thank well, Thanks, anyone uh, listening on Facebook, definitely check out uh, or, or post some pictures of you moving outside naturally, and uh, we'll share them with all our all our fans for some extra inspiration. But until next week, check us out on Facebook, share your story, and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.